Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode 123. That is episode 123 of Wings, Beers, and Tears. We are your DMV Sports Podcast. What's up, Jerry? How you doing, man? I'm chilling, bro. I'm chilling. Another uh, another turn of the page of the calendar. It is March Madness officially. It has begun. It has begun. <laughs> oh, man. So give us a follow, Wings, Beers, and Tears. Uh, you can download our podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast. And I say we were DMV podcast, but let's be honest. It's really it's really NFL, a la Commanders and Ravens, right. Caps, and then Terps. Other than that. Other than that, we don't really I care. mean, unless the Nats and O's can get like a, a playoff run going later in the year, I, they, we're not going to talk any of that, and we're sure shit not going to talk Wizards or NBA. Yeah, so. I mean, we, 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 we do mention the Orioles when they're good. We do. But we do. And they should be good. Hopefully. Uh, you know, uh, Nats are probably a couple years away, and, you know. Oh, the Nats are a disaster. Yeah, they're kind of a mess, man. But, dude, rebuilding in baseball takes fucking forever. I know. Forever. Ah, so with that being said, that's a good segue into uh, our first little mini rebuild team. Let's start with the Caps, man. Holy shit. Well, they're selling. They, this they, is they what are. they need to do. Well, you know, it, it's I, I just heard an interview with Vogel. 10 minutes ago as we're recording this podcast here on March 1st. And he, he made a great point. He's been with the organization for upwards of 20 years now. He said the last time they were true sellers was 16 years ago. Mm, yeah. So he's like, for all the guys that are part of the core that have been here and are still here, he's like, this is the first time they're going through anything like this. Right. Exactly. So, you know, he's like, this is, it's, it's tough. And he said, but they get it. They know. Um, and it's not like they're, the 15th team getting the second pick overall they're they're right on the cusp of making the playoffs but the the question is what's the point right and a year ago you were the one that was advocating for we're old we're slow we're probably not going to win a playoff series let's start let's start selling and last year they were hesitant they didn't really do anything last year i think they stood pat pretty much yeah um and this year they they you know, had their ups and downs and for a while it looked like they were going to be in that 6 7 8 seed and and now it's increasingly apparent that they aren't healthy enough, aren't young enough, and aren't fast enough to really make a deep playoff push. If they were able to throw all their eggs out there and make a playoff seed and position, probably isn't going to result in anything more than a first-round exit. Right. So at this point, they've got a ton of expiring contracts. Well, hey, unload. Right. Unload. You know? So so this is uh, – break down what they've done. Is everybody they have traded – a pending was it were they a pending free agent? Correct. Right. And so, UFA, meaning they have no rights to them. Right. So I think they went down the line and figured what can we get for player X if we move him? And w- on the other side of the balancing scale, would we entertain re signing player X? And the only one in there I think that caused them some consternation was Orloff. But come to find out, his agent came out with a statement right after he was traded, and he just said, you know, we thank the organization, professional, did the whole nine. He's been with them his whole career, but it's always a shock, and it, and it takes you aback. And then come to find out, they've reached out to him the last three months to discuss an extension or re-signing for next year, and it's been radio silence. Yeah. So as soon as they got the big haul for him, right. it was like, let's do it. Yeah. And, and I got to give McClellan credit. When he does something – he pushes his chips in. <laughs> when he buys, he buys. And when he's selling, he's selling. And he didn't wait for the deadline. He didn't wait for that last minute right. and said, you know what? Let's go. So Probably did it a year too late. Probably. But hey, you know what? At least they're doing it. Right. And 
Um, it, the, the beauty of hockey, unlike baseball, like I just alluded to, it doesn't take – it's not like a six-year plan. Y- your roster size is fairly small. Um, you know, it, you can only fill so many positions every year. What you need is you need cap space. Mm-hmm. You need some youth and you need a good farm system. Well, they've got youth in a farm system, and a lot of those guys that probably could or should have been playing in the last six months haven't because of all of these veterans. Right. Well, now veterans are moving on. So the one thing that cracks me up is people are going, all they're getting is picks back. Why aren't they getting players? Well, you have players in your organization that you need to, to vet properly. Right. So that's step one. And step two is if you're not going to re-sign those guys anyway, you need collateral somehow. Well, right. draft picks are collateral in every sport. Well, I, I do think it's fair that McClellan get questioned. I mean, oh, of course, you know, some of his moves have not worked out. Um, so, I mean, you know, I don't think I, I don't I don't judge every move that this is the smartest and greatest thing. Um, but you know, I mean, they did need to get they need did need to get younger. They needed to, I guess, realize who they're not going to get back. I mean, a guy like Hathaway is pretty young. Um, He's thirty one. But I would have liked to resign him. Yeah, um, but J, Japers, JP from Japers made a great point. He said McClellan's claim to fame at this stage of his career is being able to pluck the one and two year contracts of those yeah. like veteran guys. And he goes, I got news for you. He goes, Hathaway, great dude, great community guy, everything else. They're a dime a dozen. Right. The, the next guy's there. Well, and if you can get something back for them, We'll see. Then, well, you know, we'll see if it. We'll, we'll see if it's good, good or bad. Um, you know, Orloff probably was not going to be resigned Mm-mm. again. Thirty-one years old. Yeah, I and mean, I saw something where he wants a three-year deal of like huge money. So don't have a problem with that. They did sign re- resign Nick Jensen. They did. Uh, they Orloff, of course, explodes his first game, <laughs> which is typical. Um, he'll probably win a cup this year. Uh, Boston's legit. Um, Lars Eller's traded. He is. So, and he's the guy going way back on this pod, even to last year that I said yeah, is a good yeah. is a good piece. Right. You know, I think on him they missed their window for a return. Right. So they got a second round pick, which is nothing. It's not nothing, but to me, so I mean that's in the grand scheme of things, a second round pick's not going to. Well, how do many much. times you see in the NFL that teams load up on draft picks for a year or two to use them as collateral to a move up in another draft right. or whatever? That's right. what the Caps are doing. Right, they, they, they are. They, they, they're they're getting pawns so that they can use those picks as collateral for younger players um, and you know uh, moving up in the drafts. So, other than Orloff, Hathaway, and Eller, who else was traded? Mojo. Yep. Okay. And what do we get for him? A third rounder. Okay. Which is shocking which is, which to is, me. Which is fine. But again, that's, a, that's a, a throw in yeah. pick when you make get another a pair, move. Get a pair of skates. Well, you know, Maybe George will be drafted with a third rounder. <laughs> you know what that is? That's if so let's say in, in twenty twenty four you're the you're the eighteenth pick and you're sitting there and you really want to go up to ten. That's where that Johansson third comes right. into play. And you go, hey, we'll swap picks. I'll give you a third, and I'll give you, you know, right. whatever else. So, so that's what those are. So um, they got a dude named Rasmus Sandin. Don't know anything about him. So he um, was the – so speaking of which, he was the Toronto number one pick in 2018. Right. He's a little like the Madison Bowie that we had a few years back, where everybody's high, everybody was high. Couldn't get on the ice because you had old Brooks Orpik. You had, you know, Justin Schultz. You had some of the old veterans. That's exactly where Toronto's at. They're in. We, we got to win now, and we're, 
he's our seventh guy, but on any other team, he's probably four or five. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, that one was, that's where the number one pick that we got back from Boston, which is really like a second round pick. When right. Because they're going to be correct. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was the genius of that because that was used, I think, to get Sandine back. So right. he's actually going to be your top four playing on the left side with Carlson when Carlson comes back, in my opinion. Yeah. You know? I mean, so and he's, it, and he's 22 and Orlov's 31. Right. So, I mean, so, I mean, they're selling, but well, I mean, he's not as good as Orlov. But, no, of but, course not. But, but they're selling, but they're actually not rebuilding necessarily. I, I completely agree. Right. Um, and, and I've heard terms for what. What is a rebuild in hockey? What is, you know, and it's all just semantics, right? But uh, a guy that I follow who's a, a writer for The uh, the Athletic, this guy Thomas Drance, he's out in Vancouver, he's a Canadian boy. And uh, here's his tweet from today. He said, Brian McClellan's putting on a master class on how to retool versus rebuild. You sell, a veteran, you sell veterans aggressively even in the middle of a playoff race. You utilize future assets to acquire younger NHL players with upside and you extend only the veterans that are nearly impossible to replace. See the Jensen extension. Right. You know, you know, a mid-level guy that's going to give you a hometown discount when you have him. So you got to pick and choose. I wouldn't go so far as to say master class. I think that's a bit... Right. Know, but he's, he's but, doing a good job. But, but his point being, you know, you compare that with somebody like Vancouver that was supposed to retool three years ago, and now they're in full rebuild mode now. Right. So not only did they not retool, <laughs> they didn't rebuild... And they didn't make the playoffs, so I understand. You know. Yeah, so that so any other future moves before the deadline? I wouldn't be shocked to see Shiri go. Yeah, um, I heard his name, but again, I just you your second round pick is what you're going to get. Yeah. You know, they've done a good job of acquiring the picks. They now have 22 picks in the next three drafts. You're only going to use 13 of those, 14 maybe. Right. So there's a whole lot of little pawns and pieces to move about there. So, so we'll see. So um, who who are give give me some names of the young kids that are going to come up and fill the spots for so Eller. You're gonna, your your McMichaels and your Lapierre should come up. Um, your Alexievs should come up. Um, a kid that I thought was still a year or two away is his name's Vincent Iorio. He was our our first pick, uh, I think 2020 or 2021. Right, and he's been he's been one of the AHL defensemen of the week a couple times this season. So I thought he was a couple years away. I think you might see him down the stretch, get, get a couple looks, right. You know, so they've got organizational depth and they've got a bunch of guys. I haven't even named that can play. Um, those are kind of your big names, your big four, um, that, that have the clout and have the, uh, the pedigree. Um, I, it wouldn't shock me if they made another big move. If another player actually came back this way, hmm. um, if McMichael was part of that deal, Somebody else might might be looking at a young guy. So where do we stand in the playoff race? I haven't even paid attention because the last pod well, we said we needed to do this, this, yeah, and this, and then they lost like four games oh in a row. I think they've lost six out of seven. Yeah. It's fucking pathetic. Um, but the one win was a 6-3 pounding at the Rangers. I know. <laughs> That's crazy. Hysteric. You know what, though? The Rangers did that to us a few years ago when they weren't in the playoff race right. and just came in and crushed us. Yeah, their two so, post-All-Star uh, post game wins are Boston, Boston. and the Rangers. <laughs> I know. It doesn't and then they lost to a bunch of scrubs. I know. It's pathetic. Um, so there's they sit 10th right now, but I think there's six teams within four points of that eighth spot. Right. So I think the thought is if Kemper goes on a heater, Ovi scores 10 goals in his next eight games or something like that, right. you, you might sneak in. Well, who cares at that point? Right. You know, I think they're doing the right thing. I don't think they're punting. They're just saying we're not really good enough to make a, a big push. 
let's let's get what we can in return. And you've you've been saying that. I've been saying that. Yeah, I think it's the right move. I, 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 I do too. I have I have no problems. I think that's that's what <laughs> they should have done. Agreed. How they go about doing it? Those are for the minds that are smarter than me. You right. Know? So I will give McClellan credit for for going all in. How he's doing it is yet to be determined. You know, right. the the yield on these trades are are years in the making. You know. Shit, back in the day, we made the Yager trade and thought we just won the fucking cup. Right. Ended up being one of the biggest detriments to the organization. That's true. You know, so you just don't know. Um, all right, so let's move on from the Caps because they, uh, you know, they're still worth talking about. It's hockey. It's, you know, they're they're a household name in the NHL. But they are the foundation of this podcast. So. <laughs> they really are. Um, and they still have the greatest athlete in the history of Washington, D.C. sports. Yes, so. <laughs> they do. Um, all right, so let's move on, and let's go uh, spend a, just a few minutes here on our Terps. 21-9, um, playing Ohio State tonight, and the ESPN predictor is 50-50. So they're, Dude, I guess road they're, games, man. Yeah, road, road games. games. Um, Ohio State has struggled mightily. Yeah, um, it was actually the game you and I went to. That yeah, was the turnaround. T- they're, they're down, but that turn. was a turnaround for Maryland too. It was Maryland yeah. trajectory? You know, their trajectory went up, and Ohio State went down. But you know, Ohio State just beat Illinois this past weekend. Right. Um, and who was it? Indiana, who was streaking and just playing great. They lost by twenty at home last night to Iowa. Mm. So this conference just beats the shit out of each other. Fuck, I mean, man. Yeah. Maryland, we didn't even talk about it yet on the pod. Maryland had the huge epic win over Purdue. Right. You know? Yeah. And you were there. I mean, I great was there. atmosphere. Yeah. Fucking awesome, right? And then they turn around and lose in Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska. Yeah. When I came home, I was telling uh, Mitch and his brother how that this is going to be an easy win. And God, that was terrible. I felt terrible. It was probably my fault. <laughs> it probably was. Um, but, uh, 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 you know, sandwiched in there were, uh, you know, a win that they should have had over Minnesota. And then uh, the Northwestern game Sunday may have been one of their best wins. Right. Stretch, man. Well, they play great at home. Well, here's the deal. I think Northwestern, I think Northwestern's better than Purdue. They're, mm. they're complete. Yeah. They are complete. They had a stinker against us. Mm-hmm. Maryland played well. I thought Maryland shot well over their means. <laughs> I right. think Maryland got lucky with their shooting percentage. And I thought Northwestern, dude, they had two or three threes in a row in the second half just rim out. And Maryland had two or three that just rimmed out and went in. I was like, that's like a nine, 12-point swing there, you know? Uh, again, I think Maryland was the better team. Like you said, they play really well at home. Um but so do most of the Big Ten teams. And, and that's why these last two games are no gimmies. Um, for my money, you got to split these last two at a minimum because getting to the 12th win in conference, I'm pretty sure at this point, based on the Indiana result last night, I think if they get to 12 wins in the conference, they will be part of the double bye. Which in, is, yeah. Which is, I think, what they need because they don't have a huge deep bench, right? Right. So these guys have been playing a lot of minutes. Um, and if you can get an extra day of rest going into that tournament, I think that that really serves you well. And all they need to do is win one of the two. I believe so because right. they have the tiebreaker over they have the tiebreaker over Indiana, Northwestern and one other team now that's up there vying for that top 4 spot. So they're sitting pretty but they need to get to that 12th conference win. And they're both away games both away. at Ohio State and at, at Penn, Penn State. State. And you got to you got to get the one tonight. You got to get the one tonight. I agree. I think they match up well with Ohio State. They do not match up well with Penn State. They never do. Well, Penn State's got one of the best players in the whole league, um, and and that guy puts up thirty points. Well, Penn State's seventeen and twelve, and Ohio State's twelve and seventeen. So you want to get the one. Want to get the one tonight. You know where the you know and go out early and get it. So yeah, I mean I, I I'm with you. Get the double buy, um, and 
you know, win one in the conference tournament just to make a. If you get the double buy, I don't even care if somebody knocks you off at that point. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you want to win one, you, right? You want to win one, and, and Willard seems to have that. He's got that Gary aggressiveness where he's like, conference titles on the horizon? I want to fucking go get it. Yeah. You know, I mean, oh, they, yeah, you know, definitely. He, I'm not he, saying go tank. I'm no, just saying he, he, he plays them hard. Um, so between a six seed and a nine seed, wouldn't you say? Yeah, somewhere in there. And, and quite uh, usually I'm like, you don't want to get the eight, nine because of, you know, the. The even Steven matchup, and then you potentially get the number one in the next round. Well, sure, but I don't want that. I, I don't want that either. But what number one out there really fucking scares you? Seven and ten. That 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 seven ten matchup is always a. There's always an upset there. Always. Yeah. You know. I mean, look, Maryland can beat anybody and lose to anybody. Hundred percent. You know. I here. mean, look, look at two weeks now. Right. <laughs> beat Purdue, lose to Nebraska makes no sense. Well, let's yeah. let's hope they let's hope they're, they they continue to play well and get one out of these two. I agree. I agree. If they can if they can get one, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to feel good. I'm going to feel like the mojo's still there, and, right. and uh, you know, and then tournament play is everything, and that's you know what we just talked about. March, March comes in and 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 brings with it all the excitement of the tournament, man. So. I know. I can't hey, it's wait. Cool. It's cool to be talking about a tournament with fans, no COVID bullshit, and our team actually. And with a Terps in like, it. Yeah. Like, actually, they're a pretty good team. I, you know, like you they said. They are a good team. You know, they're, they're, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think they're a Final Four caliber team, but I think they're pretty good. If they can get to the Sweet 16, I'm Who knows, right? thrilled, bro. Who knows? And I was just thinking about it, too, watching the game on Sunday, because I was like, Northwestern's 21. Maryland's not ranked. Maryland and Northwestern are probably right around 20 to 25 in the country. Right. I'm like, what separates the top five teams from these guys? There's not much, Not man. much. There's not much. Um, UCLA obviously destroyed us at home earlier, and they're really fucking good. Yeah. But I've seen a couple stinker losses from them. Sure. You know? Yeah. I think they lost at Cal, and Cal's a – they're like Ohio State. They're like 13 and 16, and, you know, Cal won pretty comfortably yeah. at home. So, I mean, it's just – who knows, man? Make the tournament – Make a run. Make the tournament. All bets are off, man. Get to the Sweet 16 and everything else is gravy. That's it. That's it, man. So go Terps. Go Terps. Fun year at home, man. Shout out to uh, me getting tickets when I did. Rah, rah. You know, 10 and 0 in Big Ten play at home. Yeah. And uh, they only lost one all year. So it's going to be tough to get them next year. Yeah, no shit, man. I'm glad uh, glad I'm cemented there. So good shit, man. All right. So the rest of the pod, (laughs) I've got to set the scene for our listeners here. Walk in and Jerry has the table full of dissertations and evidence. And and he is going to give us the full rundown on the shit show that is your Washington commanders, Daniel Snyder and everything that's going on. So take it away, counselor. The floor is yours. We have seen a ton of activity with Daniel Snyder this week. Um, As of today, it is what I have before the podcast, what I located was that the AP has reported that at the next owner's meeting, which is in a couple weeks, they intend to discuss Daniel Snyder and could cast a vote. Um, and the um, the last they, – they meet in Florida this month for committee meetings, and then the annual owner's meeting is in Arizona in late March. Okay. And by then, they could be voting him out. Okay. So, so to be clear, voting him out means regardless of whether he's still willing and wants to sell, they're basically like, you don't have a choice anymore. Yeah, the, okay. the sale is, con, uh, is mandatory. Got it. Uh, and it will be done by the NFL, but you need 24 owners to do that. Understood. Um, and he doesn't want to be in that position, right? Because then the sale is less lucrative for who, him, potentially. Who, who knows what he wants. Okay, got it. I think he's... He's a whack job. <laughs> he's fucking right. nuts. They also reported, A.J. Perez reported from Front Office Sports that Dan Snyder and Bank of America uh, have narrowed its list of, of, of 
potential billionaires to, to buy, buy the team down to Philadelphia 76ers and Devils owner Josh Harris and Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. Mm -hmm. So that was reported today. So I thought it'd be a good idea, um, given what's happened this week, to sort of do a timeline and let, let us know how we got here. Um, we all know that Daniel Snyder's been the worst owner in sports for decades. Right. He's, he's just terrible. So hated here because he's one of, you know, right. our own, but it, that feeling is mutual like nationwide. So what we knew before 2020 um was that Daniel Snyder was an asshole as an individual. Um seemed to treat people terribly. Um ran the, an organization that was terrible. He ran it into the ground. Uh, made terrible personnel decisions, terrible coaching decisions. They never had a good quarterback. It was just one bad decision after the other. But it sort of got mired down into we're just a bad team like the Browns, you know, one of those. We're just a he's just a bad owner and right now we have some bad mojo. Um but it it now seems that it's pretty evident that it there were problems behind the scene which was more than just somewhat bad luck and bad decision making. Um Starting in July of 2020, uh, the Post starts to come out with a series of articles about the toxic culture, and and it was really a bad PR look for Washington. Um, you know, there were you know, sexual harassment, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that happened in July, and then they followed up again uh, in December of 2020 with all of these um, uh, allegations, which were salacious. But also on December 29th, there was of 2020, there was the, uh, uh, at least the first report that became public that Daniel Snyder's minority partners were upset, right? And they were alleging some sort of financial malfeasance and misconduct. That didn't get as much of a play, as much play in the media, because of course our society is look at this shiny thing, right? So if you can, if you can have sexual harassment claims, especially. In the Me Too movement, that was a big deal. So that became the focus more so than just the, hey, and he might be skimming from his partners. Who really cares about a billionaire skimming from other billionaires, right? Mm -hmm. So that really went nowhere. Um, in February, March 2021, uh, Jason Wright, uh, I think, comes on. I yep. may be missing, but that's the time frame. And Dan Snyder, I've said it on the past, starts to do a bunch of PR moves. Um, you know, has Puts his wife in charge of a bunch of shit. Wife in charge. Yeah. yeah, he takes a step back. Yeah. Wife in charge of a bunch of stuff. Um, uh, you know, hires Ron Rivera, the Latino coach, Jason Wright, the African American team president. The vice president is, I think, I don't, what's her name? Carol, Mal it's not Carol Maloney, but it's one of so, the, yeah, right. It's yep. one of the other Comcast <clears throat> Sportsnet anchors, yep. right? Yep. She yep. becomes, so he's diversifying and, and his, uh, his public image is we are the team of diversity. Um, to, to Look sort what of, a great guy I am. Yeah, to sort of defeat um, uh, or countermand the the claims that that he's this is a toxic culture with a bunch of white dudes just picking on uh, you know females and making cheerleaders like prance around prance around in their cheerleading garb for pictures and stuff. <laughs> um, in July of 2021, based on these allegations of sexual harassment and the toxic culture, mm -hmm. uh, the NFL, who is we now know is complicit with Dan Snyder. Finds him $10 million, which is a drop in the bucket. It's like 20 cents to me and you. Mm -hmm. um, and then says that Snyder will step away and his wife will run the show. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's, that's there. Um, the NFL also hires Beth Wilkinson to do an investigation. 
um, and pays Beth Wilkinson to do an investigation, which we don't really know what the results were other than the conclusion. We don't know the foundation or what she found, what she discovered. It was the conclusion was it's a bad, toxic culture. Right. right? What, what everybody are, what we already are, knew. What, yeah, yeah, what we already knew. Um, at that point in October, Congress gets involved, which is never a worthwhile and good thing. Never. Um, they have a bunch of these sham hearings where Snyder either comes, and apparently he gave testimony for a while at the end of 2021, but he remember he was on his yacht, yep. and they couldn't get subpoena power over him, and everybody put on this big dog and pony show. And they touched on the financial issues, but it really was the, the toxic culture. Um, I think it was a five minutes of fame for all these uh, politicians. Um, and the NFL at that point um, then hires um, Mary Jo White to look mm-hmm. into the matter. Her investigation has not com- been completed. My guess is it's they're waiting for it to sell uh, the team. Mm-hmm. The, you know, but right. uh, but that's still pending. Um, we do not know what Dan Snyder said at his testimony in front of Congress because they have not released that, nor do we know the Beth Wilkinson report or what she found because they haven't released that. So, but... Once the NFL gave this $10 million fine and Dan Snyder stepped away, they thought they had resolved the issue. You get to, and Dan Snyder was largely unscathed mm-hmm. um, because it, it, the perception was is that, well, this was happening in my organization, which I run, but I wasn't personally involved in it. I just didn't do a very good job overseeing. Right. I'll do better now. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it, he, we really didn't get him in a lot of misconduct. Um, fast forward to November 2nd, 2022, which is going to be D-Day. That's going to be D- D- That was the day that Dan Snyder's um, ability to be, to own the team really ceased to remain, and it's been downhill ever since. ESPN issues a report that says the Eastern District of Virginia has opened up a criminal investigation um, into the financial improprieties. Nobody really knew the specifics of it, but that was a big deal. The same day, Dan Snyder releases a, uh, a news release saying we've hired Bank of America to sell mm-hmm. the team, right? right? So people were really focused on that as we were, sure. right? Absolutely. I want him gone, right? right. Um, but I don't think there's a coincidence between one and the other. Oh, no, for sure. Um, and that we have been remarking on the podcast about how the sale has been extremely slow and has been unproductive. Um there appear to be people making bids um, lower than what we expected or mm-hmm. what Dan Snyder expected. And then there was some talk about him not selling because the bids didn't reach the level that he wanted. That's been the sort of the genre the last month or so. Like, when is this guy going to sell? Right. Um, and then he comes out um, on the 27th, uh, the Washington Post issues a report that he will not sell unless he is indemnified by the NFL. Uh, for any financial wrongdoings mm-hmm. that he has uh, engaged in while as owner, while owner. And he wants um, the Mary Jo White report or investigation uh, terminated without any findings. So essentially, I'll go ahead and sell, but if you come to find any improprieties or whatever else, they didn't exist, and whatever's in this report is squashed. Well, indemnification means um, if... If I get sued based on any financial impropriety from anybody, or if I get sued by cheerleaders for the sexual harassment, whatever judgment I get, you have to pay it. Wow. 
right? So that's okay. to, that's to that they he wants that um, that language in any because remember any sale the NFL has to approve, right? So the NFL will be uh, basically holding him harmless for any sort of judgments or findings that are awarded against him. Obviously, that upsets the other owners. Oh uh, yeah, you think? Right, right. Uh, and basically, like I said, he wanted the Mary Joe. Uh, white investigation um, buried, just like the Wilkinson investigation was buried. Um, the Washington Post uh, gets a hold of that, and here is where I think the other owners have said enough is enough. Um, because the Post leaks that. Now, that could obviously be Jeff Bezos, right? Oh, he, sure. He wants to own, right? So that, that. But here's what happened on the 28th. ESPN releases... Um, a report that the Department of Justice um, is investigating financial crimes against Snyder. This goes back to the Eastern District of Virginia investigation. Um, they have determined that Dan Snyder took out a $55 million line of credit with Bank of America, um, you know, leaning the team up without the knowledge or approval of his minority owners or the board of directors. Mm-hmm which is what you have to have in the NFL and pursuant to any partnership agreement, that um, that's a prerequisite and a precondition to getting that loan. Yeah, he I, cho- I think it should be. Yeah. I mean- he chose not to do that. He chose to disregard it. And basically, according to told someone, well, what the hell do I need their approval for, <laughs> right? So legally, if you and I are partners, we presumably are partners, partners pursuant to a partnership agreement, which basically has that provision in there. Hey, you're not going to, if we own a piece of property as partners, you're not going to put liens on the property without my consent. Also as a partner, in addition to the contract, I, I have a duty of loyalty not to self-deal and I have a, to, to be fair and honest with you, right? And so that fiduciary duty exists with a partnership even if between partners, even if there's no contract. He obviously violated both. This issue was known to the minority partners, um, in 2020, which is, I was going to say, this is when they, right. And this is when this was shoved under the rug by the league, by the league saying, Hey, look at this shiny sexual harassment thing over here. Let's all focus on that. Well, yeah. it, it was the, the minority partners asked the league to arbitrate this issue, mm-hmm. meaning there was going to be a decision. Arbitration is different than mediation. Arbitration Absolutely. is where you have like a quasi judge, uh, hearing evidence from both sides and rendering an opinion. Mediation is where you're sitting down voluntarily and everything's right. confidential, right? Um, and apparently the minority owners wanted this in front of the arbitrator. And um, when these allegations were brought forth and known by the NFL, the NFL terminated the arbitration and went to mediation, which made everything confidential. At that point, Snyder negotiated a buyout, mm-hmm. right? And there were settlement agreements. And in those settlement agreements, every settlement agreement you do revolve, resolving a dispute has a release. So basically the release says, anything that I did prior to today, that's forgiven because you're getting this money. So you can't come back and then say I did anything wrong. And gotcha. I'm sure there was a confidentiality clause. Sure. So the reason I say, Major's excited. Oh, yeah. The reason I say that... Um, the owners have leaked this is because the minority owners didn't leak this. Exactly. Right. They're 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 precluded. Well, right. I they're was going to say based on their buyout, they they, they can't say anything. They right? they've waived the right to complain anymore. Right. And I'm sure there's a confidentiality clause. Sure. So 
long story short, I think the owners have leaked this because they they want this done and they want to make him look as bad as possible. Um, because ultimately, they don't want to be on the hook for him getting off scot free. I just think they yeah they want they don't want to be on the hook, but they want him gone. Yeah, right. And he's playing games. Mm-hmm. He's delaying the process. He's floating it out there that he might not do it. Um, he's you know he's he already in the past has tried to bully the NFL the other NFL owners to buy you know look what he did to John Gruden yeah right? he leaked those emails no one can convince me he didn't leak those emails and he did it to signal everybody that if you cross me this is what's going to happen your dirty laundry is going to come out yeah and I just think the owners have had enough of it um, I think they have orchestrated this leak to the ESPN about. Uh, what the allegations were. I think it's going to ramp up pressure on him. Um, also, in addition to the bank fraud, right, um, what is clearly known now is not only is Dan Snyder a bad partner and a liar to his partners, but he's also a shitty businessman. Terrible. I mean, basically, the the commanders, Redskins, have no cash. In a money that essentially prints, or in a league that prints money. <laughs> They're cash poor. Correct. You're, an NFL organization should not be cash poor. No. It is the king. It is the worldwide sports leader in right. tele- television, revenue, everything, dude. You, you, you could be a fucking you know, bump on a log if you are a part owner of a team and you're going to make money. And they've managed to go the opposite direction. Well, the... the the <laughs> revenue that the team has brought in has been decreased by hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, I heard from, it was in the two twenty range at one point. Now it's in the low one hundred. Right. I mean, so you're bring, you're bringing less money in, but he is spending like crazy. Yep. Right. Um, and making less and spending more. Yeah. yeah I mean, he's yeah. he apparently is leveraging this to the hilt. I mean, I think he's probably taken a bunch of these profits and and stored them offshore. Um, I think oh, he's I'm just sure a. I think he's just a bad guy, and I think his minority <laughs> partners were like, "I'm, we're getting screwed, right, right, and we're done with him." <clears throat> um, and it's a shame that the NFL sided with Dan Snyder in this arbitration oh. and didn't kick him out three years ago. No shit, man. Um, because they knew. Yeah, but that's that, that's the Goodell way, man. I guess. Oh yeah, man. yeah. We're just gonna brush this one under the rug until they until they don't. And then they go, man, that guy's a bad guy. That I guess. guy's a really bad guy. It's like, well. You, you knew that, and you sided with him. Yeah. You know? So It all has zero spine, that motherfucker. So here's the thing. Daniel Snyder can sell the team, and he can – now, I don't know if this would happen, but he can sell the team, and he can have the releases with minority owners, but the prosecutors, um, the federal prosecutors, are not bound by that. Now, we're not talking about the consumer protection stuff, right? right. The consumer protection – they already paid a fine to Maryland for the consumer protection, which I think was the tickets and stuff like that. Okay. I think they paid like two two hundred fifty thousand bucks, which in the grand scheme of things for them is a drop in the bucket. Sure. The the consumer protection action, which remember the DC Attorney General had this big press conference. That turns out to be that that's a similar fine. Those are civil matters. Gotcha. These are criminal matters, right? These are potential criminal matters. Bank fraud <laughs> um, is punishable by thirty years in jail. Now he would never get that type of jail sure. time for a first offense. He probably wouldn't get any jail time. But um, you could be fined by a million dollars in a prison for not more than 30 years. It's under the, the bank code. And here are the three elements to have a violation of Section 344. 
to prove to prove bank fraud, the government must prove that Dan Snyder knowingly executed a scheme to obtain property held by a financial institution through false or fraudulent pretenses. Second, did so with the intent to defraud. And three, the institution was federally insured or a chartered bank. Obviously, Bank of America is a chartered bank. Sure. Um, and he did sign, uh, if you believe the allegations, he did sign paperwork that said he had the um, a, a f- approval of all of his partners and the board. Um, the question whether or not you can get a conviction is the second one. Did he do it to intent? Did he did he intend to defraud the Bank of America? Did he intend to, to defraud his partners? Um, my guess is there's probably enough there to bring an arrest warrant and, and bring charges. Not sure they will. Like right. I said, I think this is really a way for him to be scared um, and him to just say, I have nowhere to go now. Right. Right. Um, well, like you said, if the owners get, can get that to that 24 vote number, then it doesn't fucking matter. He's, I think he, 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 so. At the at the end of the day, what I think this week has done is I think it has sped up the process. I think Jeff Bezos will buy it. I think God, I he, hope so. I think he will buy it for six or seven billion dollars. I think um, there will be no indemnification. Um, Dan Snyder has pocket enough money that he can pay off anybody he wants. Um, I doubt there'll be criminal charges, but I think this is all done. I mean, there'll probably be some more fines. Right? Sure. The more interesting case is whether or not Roger Goodell survives <laughs> this because that's that, that's an interesting offshoot right there. Because I mean, I just I just said, you know, you, you called it. He drew the line in the sand back in 2020 and said, no, 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 we're not going to arbitration mediation. You guys take your money. Shut up. Move on. Nothing to see here. You know, and that that could come home to roost now. I just I just know that Daniel Snyder's not the first bad person that has owned a football team he is not a he's not the first um fraudulent businessman and bully and probably screwing over his partners um and if you're an owner you better have some clean hands if you're going to vote him out Mm -hmm. right because i wonder where this is going to go right i just know for this fan base um and this area there is nothing that dan snyder could say do no. To 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 rectify the situation. Not at all. He would just stay on as owner and be a villain. Yeah, that's it. No, he is he is past the point of no return. He has got to go for this organization to resurrect itself, rebrand and, itself, and actually, you know, potentially be relevant again. I wonder if they are not. There could be fifteen reasons why they don't seem to be seeking a veteran quarterback, right? I wonder if part of it is because they don't have any money. Mm-hmm. Now it could, could it, it could be that we think Sam Howell's going to win seven games and Carr is going to win nine. What's the difference? You, know, you, you made that point a few weeks ago, and I, that, that's that's not, been sticking with me. And, yeah. and, and your point being, like, if you're a decent defense, if you've got some decent skill guys, and you have some wins under your belt, how much, how many more wins do you right. really get with this? I mean, unless, unless you're getting, I mean, my gut tells me that this is a smokescreen. They're going to get somebody because nobody. It doesn't make any logical sense to think that Sam Howe is showed you enough in one week to be the guy when you needed him to win. If if he was obviously the guy, why didn't he play when they were in playoff contention? Well, and that, that's what you know. The the football side of things is being you know pushed to the to the background right now for for obvious reasons. I mean, all the stuff that you just went through was tremendous. By the way, great work. 
Thank I, you. I learned a Thank lot you. there too. I, seriously, I'm ready to convict. I, I retain a lot of information, and I feel like I could go, I could go and uh, prosecute tomorrow. But uh, <laughs> I get the, the floor wiped with me. But the, that's neither right. here nor there. Um, point being, at this point, the football side of things is definitely taking a back seat. But it brings up the question. You know, I do like Ron Rivera. I, I, I really, honestly do. I, I like the guy. Poor but when he Ron stand, Rivera. But when he stands up there and he says, you know, Carson, you know, we're, we're not going to bring him back. And, you know, he goes on his merry way. It's obviously a financial decision as well as a football decision. But just a few weeks ago, I mean, really just eight weeks ago, they were in playoff contention. And he chose and him. And he chose Carson Wentz. Then the next week chose Taylor Heineke. And then the next week chose Sam Howell. Yeah. And went, oh, yeah, it's all part of the plan. It's not part of the plan. Well, <laughs> you had no fucking plan. Your plan was Wentz and it failed. Yeah, and, I, I, I think Washington has a, an average head coach. Mm-hmm. Nice guy. Yeah, um, super nice guy. I think they have an average offensive coordinator, notwithstanding all the hype that he gets. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. Maybe Seems I'm proven. Like a nice guy, too. Maybe, well, super pro. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know anything about him, but I don't think he's anything special. I and, I, and I think that will be proven out. Um, he rode Andy Reid's coattails. Um, and they have maybe the worst owner in the history of sports, <laughs> right? Um, and so with that combination, and they're cash poor, right? With that combination, I don't view any success. There will there will never be success in Washington, um, meaning like a top five team, until they get a new owner, and he can, that owner can flush out. Um, they need a hard reset. Now. Yeah. Control-alt-delete this motherfucker. But it has to start from the, from the top. Right, and you retain who you retain, and you let go of let go, um, keep the name, change the name, don't care. Right. But you have to bring in people who are excited. You have to bring in people who are who just are trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I don't give a damn who they are, what race, religion, color, whatever. Sure. It none of that. None of that is. You, you make a great point from the top down because. Even good, solid organizations in the league that have decent ownership and good GMs and good coaching staffs and they've got cash to spend and players want to go there, it's still fucking hard to win eight, nine, ten games. He's Dan, Dan Snyder. Dude. Dan Snyder's just poison. Yeah. He's poison to anything you want to do. They're in a league where even if you hold all the cards, it's hard to win a hand. Right. And they have no cards, you well, know? In my opinion, you can't win consistently without a top five quarterback. You just can't. I mean, yeah. Every once in a while, there'll be a flyer. Of course, right. Every once in a while, you'll get the the Eagles winning with uh, uh, what's his name, the guy who who just got got on a heater, right? Oh, um, uh, Nick Foles. Nick Foles, right? But the vast majority of the time, I would say eight out of ten times, you got to have Mahomes, Brady, uh, Rogers. Right. You know, one of those guys, and that's why they're there all the time. Sure. You and know? it's why guys like Jalen Hurts got there, you know. Yeah, he's he's ascending. He's ascending. I don't say he's, I don't think he's top five. I no, but he's ascending. But he is ascending. And they, yeah, I mean and he's legit. Yeah, um, Josh Allen, you know Buffalo. I mean they, they, it was disappointing, and unfortunately for them, they, they're in the AFC. Right. They, you know? So I don't. I mean I think there are about ten quarterbacks, maybe ten quarterbacks in the league that can get you to a Super Bowl. There's a flyer here and there, and one of them's not Sam Howell, and one of them is probably <laughs> no. I don't know, um, but I would I just assume sure. if he was that, it was clear, clearly obvious that he was the guy. He would have been playing, right? You know, sure. either that if 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 he was clearly the guy and they didn't play him, they're a fucking moron. So I don't know what's worse. 
not playing if he's clearly the guy or saying he's our guy. I don't now Rivera sort of backtracked today. He's he's our QB one going into the season, but he's not necessarily our starter. I don't know what the fuck that means. Yeah, he. I think they're just he, Rivera tries to blow smoke all the time, and he's so bad at it that no one should ever trust anything he says. No, no, and I, I don't blame him. He, I don't have a right to know what his offseason plan is. Sure, you know we don't really we want to know, but we don't have a right to know. Well, and to your point earlier, he's got a new coordinator now. You know. Whatever you think of him, he is a new coordinator with this team. Well, what are his thoughts? What does he want to do? He didn't take the job without a full understanding of what the plan was. Sure. Right? Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, it's funny. Biennemi reminds me a lot of Rivera in that he looks the part. He's super professional when he talks. Right. Nice guy. Hard to say a bad thing about him. You know, even after losses, you're like, yeah, but it's Ron. He's a good dude. Yeah, like, Ron you know, is a good dude, right? Know? Yeah. And I think the enemy's very similar in that regard. Well, this is this is what I don't think Ron will do. I don't think he'll let you win four games. No, I agree with that. I don't think he'll win 12 games. I think he's going to be a respectable, competent. He'll put a competent product on the field, mm-hmm. right? He'll lose about as much or maybe a little bit more than he wins. Close games. And, and keep you excited if you're a fan, right? You're, you're, you know. And 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 everybody will freak out because the offense will not be exciting and it won't put up a ton of points, but the defense won't give up a ton of points, and they probably will have good special teams, and they'll be in every game, right? And he won't embarrass you, but he won't overwhelm you, right? Right. I think that's and fair. I just think he's gonna he's gonna hold he's gonna hold serve until the new owner comes in, and after next year, when everything's cemented. Um, and they go, they win between seven and nine games again. Mm-hmm. Um, they will uh, clean house. Yep. And probably, you know, be enemy at that point uh, will blame Ron, say he didn't get a fair chance, and all of his supporters will give him a fair chance. Sure. Uh, and say blame Ron, say he didn't have a fair chance. So um, I can like envision how this is all going to go. But I think next year is going to be par for the course. You know, so but there'll be more exciting excitement because I think the new owner at least will be known. Yes, and that is why there will be more excitement. I'm really hoping that this, you know, that this latest development does speed up the process because the longer this shit, it's got to. The longer this shit goes, the 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 fewer legit owners really are going to want to be interested because there's going to be other opportunities. And I've already heard. Bezos is dead set on buying an NFL team. Oh, Bezos, I think and, this is... And, and Washington is his number one, but he has said if this goes sideways, if this gets delayed, he will go and buy the Seattle Seahawks. I have said for years that I think, in large part, this was orchestrated by Jeff Bezos, and I believe it. With I believe it. stuff coming from With all the wa- leaks Washington and the Washington Post, Post doing yeah. it, I believe it. I believe this is, what, this is the franchise he wants, and he's trying to do it um, to get it to get the price down as, as little as possible and force him based on bad PR to have to sell. Right. And there is precedent. I mean, they they forced Jerry Richardson out. Yeah. Eddie DeBarlow, they forced mm-hmm. him out. You're right. Now, whether or not they voted it or they just pushed it to where he had no other choice. Sure. I think I think that's where we are. I think Dan Snyder is the latest Jerry Richardson. It's going to be voluntarily voluntary, but it's going to be forced. See, I think he's such a scumbag that he's going to go kicking and screaming. He might. I he's mean, he's going to drag he, this shit out as he long does as he nothing, possibly can. He does nothing that should be easy, and I don't think he's very smart. I think he's kind of a moron. I think he is too. And and when you're that low level scum already, what, what's the downside of dragging it out? Getting 
indicted. Well, the, the the legal side of it certainly, but uh, like you said, does he have enough offshore shit? Well, well he has he has, he has nothing to fear. He has nothing to fear from his minority owners because they've signed a release. Mm-hmm. He has nothing to fear, at least from Bank of America, because they were complicit in all this and they're trying to broker the deal, which may explain why Bank of America is trying to broker the deal because they want to yep. get their shit paid. God, man. I mean, you know how much money he owes them? What a fucking mess, dude. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. They, they're they going, yeah. They want to get, yeah. yeah they're, we're yeah, not backing we're, out of this we're, one. We're, we're selling this, yeah, dude. Right, yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> but I, I, think, I think he was playing games in the past you know, three months not you know saying he might sell but not really doing it and then, and then just I think he was just doing it to fuck with people yeah but and I think they're they finally fucked with him back and it's gonna end it's gonna end quickly I I, I sincerely hope so I think so you said an, two weeks or the uh the the owners meetings I think it's in a couple weeks. weeks I think we will have some movement in the next 10 days I would be somewhat surprised and I've never said that I no, just, you haven't. No, I just you, think you've been next, cautious. Yeah. I think next 10 days, because I think that they're going to keep leaking shit. Right. And anything that Snyder leaks, no one's going to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like a murder. <laughs> like unless Jerry Jones like committed a murder or something. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I do. I think Jerry Jones is probably going to Dan like, you got to sell, dude. Right. You're, the the, the, it's the getting, is up, man. It's getting yeah. worse and worse for right. you. You know, what are you doing? Well, I, I sincerely hope you're right. And again, I mean, for the sake of the good guys that they have on the team, because they got a bunch of good guys, they got talented players, they got some good youth, uh, they got some very likable characters on the coaching staff and on the team. Yeah. I want them to to go into an environment on Sunday. Granted, for the foreseeable future, they're going into the worst stadium in professional Absolutely. sports. They don't have any say over that, right? But if the atmosphere can just be better than what it was, if the sense of pride comes back you to the city. You could just get some good mojo. Just get some good mojo. If you walk in and it's not Dan Snyder owning the team. Yes. And, and, and the fans on day one go, hey, we might go 5-12 and, and 12 this year. But you know what? It's not Dan Snyder. And we're going to get a good pick. And we got some good players. And, and can you, know, you Can you imagine Ron Rivera just being able to take a deep breath and smiling the first day the new owner comes on? <laughs> right? And like, look, I don't know if I'm here long term, man. But thank you know, I now I don't have to field any more questions on Dan Snyder. That's right. Don't we're done. That's right. You know. And now, do yeah. you think that new owner, when it ultimately is just going to completely clean house from the top down? You know, your Jason Wrights, your Ron Rivera's. I mean, I don't know enough. I mean, I, who knows if Jason Wright's doing a good job or bad job? I don't know. I mean, right. he has nothing to work with. Right. 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 Um, and uh, I, I and I don't. But I so I don't know who there is competent and incompetent. Um, and, but the people I think will be determined fairly quickly. I'm, I'm not sure, um, you know, Jason Wright was brought in and his people were brought in to kind of clean up the mess. And yeah. I think a large part they've, they've done that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, make it professional again, make right. it, make it respectable. So you know? I wouldn't have a problem if, if, if someone looks at him and it judges the fact that he's done a good job, I, I have nothing to say. Oh, I, 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 I think, you know, you know, he's been paid handsomely. So I'm not saying he's, oh, like, yeah. he's no, not no, doing no, this, no, you know, no, 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 but I, I think I'm he's not, done a very decent yeah. job. Of, and and of, you, you don't know, I mean, how many times he could be, I don't know what his relationships with like Snyder. He, he could just be a yes man. Or he, or he not, could be. Or he, he might be, not even know who the guy is. Right. He <laughs> might be. But he might be pushing back, being like, "Hey, man, we can't do it. We can't do it this way." Right. You know. Um, I have no idea. But sure. I think what I all I know is I want to see somebody else at the top. And Bezos may be the biggest piece of shit. I, I I don't know. But at least let's get a new piece of shit in. Well, you know, 
it's hard to be any worse of a human yeah. than Dan Snyder is. And he's to boot, terrible. To boot a criminal. He's just a bad dude. Just a bad person. And a bad Guy's got a, he's like the old Grinch, man. He's just got, you know, he's got charcoal in his soul. You know, I mean, he's just a bad, bad dude, man. Yeah. You know? Well, uh, my prediction within 10 days by the time, next time we do this podcast. Okay. Jeff Pesos will be announced as the new owner. Oh, I like it. It won't be completed, blah, blah, blah. blah right, blah, but, he's, know, but, he, but it'll be leaked out that he's buying the team. Right. His bid is you know, being vetted by the NFL, and it's, you right. know, it looks like it's on the up and up. And they and have, a, they like have the sale a, is imminent. an agreement in principle. Right, 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 right. right. Um, I'm going to make a prediction, and I'm going to say Snyder's going to hang out a little bit longer. Yeah. But I think through some legal means, either the league and or DOJ or something, the pressure is going to build and we're going to hear that the sale is imminent, but they're going to keep the um, the buyer quiet until Snyder's officially out of the picture. Huh. So I think I we're going to know that the sale is done by the end of March, by the end of the month, and I don't think we're going to know who the new owners are until right before the draft. Huh. I'm going to say like a couple weeks before the draft, we're going to hear who the So like at the are. draft party, before the number one pick for Washington comes out and meets the fans, it's going to be like, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Jay-Z's going to come out with his posse. <laughs> That's awesome. That'd be, that would be awesome. That would be great, that right? That would be awesome. <laughs> now, in all, in all seriousness, I, I think you're probably right. I, I just <clears> – I don't know enough about the timeline of a sale of this magnitude. Right. Yeah, I don't know how that all um, works. But the fact that Bank of America – did their due diligence at that corporate five, six, seven billion dollar level going back to November tells me that there are plenty of players in the mix right now that that, that have been yeah. pre-approved that are ready to go. Well, it's not like you have a bunch of buyers lined up and you have no idea if they have credit. I you think know, I, I think it's know. only two buyers. It's the dude Harris guy and Bezos. Okay, pick I mean, one. Pick one or the other, man. It's going to be those two. I mean, I, that guy from front office sports is is usually pretty credible. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think this has played out just like Jeff Bezos wanted it to. Maybe he wanted it quicker. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more silent and quiet, right? But you're not. Which gonna, is why he's turning the screw right now. You know. Well, I I, I think it, it's him. He's benefiting, but I think the other owners are tired. Yeah, I think that. And I think too. Goodell's probably tired of him too. I've tried to help you out, buddy. I've tr- I've tried to get you to do the right, right. thing, and you're just going to keep delaying and bullshitting and and asking for these unreasonable demands. We're we're done with you. Yeah. You know, if you're not, you're past the point of of coming at it from any semblance of leverage anymore. Right. You know, exactly. Yeah. So we'll see how we'll see what happens, but should be an interesting week and a half. Yeah, man. Well, I, 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 for one, my fervor as a fan will certainly be reinvigorated with a new ownership group. Yeah. I want to like them. Right. You know, I still watch them on Sundays. I still root for them. I still scrutinize the two minute drill. Like I watch them like a fan because fuck, that's what I am. I, right. I, I don't have a. I, I have a whole lifetime of it. I, I can't choose to be anything else, you know? Right. Some people are like, just pick a new team. I'm like, it's not way, the way my fandom works, man. I, I, I invest too much, you know, emotion into it. Yeah. And you do that over the course of a few decades, you're in. Right. That's it. You right. know? I'm a Terp. I'm a Cap. I'm, a, I'm an O, and I'm, I'm, I'm a Washington Commanders fan. That's it. Right. You know? So I want them to be good, but I badmouth them because they're so fucking hateable, you know? <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah, man. Well, Go Caps. Tank. Tank if you need to tank. <laughs> Get that better first-round pick. Um, OV score lots of goals. Lots and lots of 6-5 losses from here on out is fine with me. That's right. Um, uh, you know, let's, let, let, let's acquire some young talent and see how that goes. And, and Terps over the next two weeks is going to be fun, man. Let's go. 
let's give us a little March Madness, you know, magic to to root for. And uh, Commanders, let's just get it done, man. NFL, we need you. We need you guys to step, <laughs> step in. in. <laughs> step in, fellas, and get rid of this asshole. <laughs> All right, man. Wings, beers, and tears. You got anything else, bro? Nah, man. All right, let's do it. See you guys next time. Peace. See ya.